Living the Principles. This podcast is hosted by Latricia Smith and Phyllis G. Williams. Living the Principles seeks to expand mindsets, express beliefs, and edify excellence in hopes of building a stronger Black community. Welcome to Living the Principles. Welcome. I am Latricia, and with me today is my co-host, Phyllis. Hey, Phyllis. Hello, Latricia, and hello out there, Difference Makers. Today, we have a special guest. We have Yolanda Head in Wales. She is a New York native who resides in North Carolina. She is a mother and grandmother who stumbled across a hobby that became a passion. She has helped people all across America dig into their ancestral past. Today, she's going to tell us more about genealogy and why she loves it so much. Let's welcome Yolanda Hedden, Wales. Hey, Yolanda. Hey, thank you for having me on. We are so happy to have you. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yes. So I thought it was so interesting um, the first time we talked to learn so much about mm-hmm. you. Um, can you tell us about a little bit about yourself, just about your story, some stuff you discovered about yourself and digging in your history? Okay, well, let me begin. Um, you've already um, stated that I was a native New Yorker. Um, I moved to North Carolina um, at the age of about 26. I moved to North Carolina. Uh, I am a mother and a grandmother. I have uh, a daughter. I have two daughters, one's 30 and one is 15, and two grandsons, 11 and 6. And um, I I believe I started doing family research around the age of 14. And the reason why I started is because my curiosity for knowing about my family history came to me when I was in, I would say I was in high school around that time. And I just became very intrigued about knowing family. Uh, My parents always taught us that family was important. Uh, My dad drove us to the South. Uh, We would come down to North Carolina at least twice during the summer um, just to visit family, stay close to grandparents, things like that. When I got to that age, I said, you know what? I want to dig a little deeper. And with my dad, um, he knew back to his great-grandparents. But that's all he knew. He couldn't go back any further than that. He knew his, his great aunts. Um, he knew just that general circle. So what I decided, I said, well, Dad, I want to find out more. Because he couldn't tell me anybody past his great-grandfather. And I decided, you know, I'm going to do some digging. I'm going to do some research because I was just curious to know um, how my ancestors lived back in those uh, days of slavery. And uh, after watching, you know, so many TV shows like Roots and Shows like that that they came out with back in the 70s, that really got me uh, intrigued and sparked a fire in me. With the trips going back and forth to North Carolina, I got to meet so many family members. And I'm talking about they would be my great, my great, great aunts um, as a lot of the ones that I met. And um, it was just a very exciting uh, time. And I decided at that point um, that we would just start having family reunions. I was like, you know, Dad, let's start having family reunions. And it just came to fruition uh, at that time. So 
on my dad's side of the family, we've been having family reunions since I was uh, 14. And uh, this year I'll be 53. So that's how long we've been having reunions. And it has been very rewarding, very rewarding to dig in the past and just find out. Um, even though I didn't get to meet my great-great-grandparents, my great-great-great-grandparents, um, just by doing research, I was able to learn a lot about them as people, about them as a society, as a community. There was just a lot that I was able to learn by doing that. So that became a, a passion for me. It became a hobby. I was doing it all the time. Um, before I was able to to drive uh, myself, my dad would bring me down to the South, you know, to take me to different um, towns. And I would do research on my mother's side and my father's side. And uh, they did that until I was about maybe 19. And then I just started driving South myself. My sister and I would just jump in the car and head South. And um, I kept doing it all these years. Uh, over time, it's been very exciting. Um, I could say it's also a little, um, I, I don't really know the word uh, to use for it, but sometimes it can be a little overbearing um, and a little, you know, just, it, it just wears you out. You have to pause, you know, for a minute because there's so much information you're taking in. And sometimes you just have to pause, step away from it, and then go back periodically. But I've always thought, you know, being raised in a Christian home, um, how important family is, you know, because in the Bible, you know, God talks about lineages, you know, and there are lineages in the Bible. And he put those uh, lineages in the Bible because he thought that they were important, you know, and because he thought that they were important, we should also think that they are, are important. So that, you know, that's been my journey. And I've, I've been doing it for a long time, over 38 years. And I'm always finding new things. I, I never get tired of doing research. Um, but then I took that hobby and I made it a platform to help other people. You know, at that time, uh, probably for the past maybe 10 to 15 years, I've been doing it for other people because I, I just want to help people to find their roots. And I started doing it um, as a way to, you know, just relax in the evenings. You know, some people say, well, how can you do that to relax? It seems like, you know, you, it would boggle your brain to do that. But I find it very relaxing and exciting. Um, even when I'm researching other people's histories, it's very, very exciting, very intriguing what you'll find. Um, so that's been my journey. Wow. And you know, what yeah. so much that um, came to my mind as you were speaking. One, mm -hmm. I hope younger people hear this because I'm a right. teacher by trade and I hear many people tell children, you know what, you ask too many questions, but by asking <laughs> questions, you help shape your future descendants. You help your descendants. So right. Your right. children will know their great, great, great right. grandparents' right. name and how many people can say that. In addition to right. that, um, you were very brave to drive so far down right. at such a young age. I think that was very right. brave of you, too. There are some other yes, things that you yes. were saying that made me think of why it's so important to know your history. And as you said, in the Bible, they do talk about lineage as well. Patricia, were there yes. some thoughts that you had as well when uh, Miss Yolanda was speaking about her journey to discovering about her family? I just thought it was interesting that she developed this passion for mm -hmm. learning about her family. But 
I want to know, how did you get into helping other people and their family? And how is that experience different? Because you have this excitement about knowing who your people are, but when you're learning about other people's family, how is that different? Well, it's different because it's not my own personal journey, but it is a journey. And um, helping other people to me is very rewarding. I am a helper by, (laughs) naturally, I'm a helper. I like helping people. Um, And I've had, um, I think how I got started is that someone came to me and was asking me, and, and I think it's the people on Facebook. When I started, when I first started on Facebook in 2009, and yes, I was a latecomer, I had people reaching out to me all the time that shared the same surname I had, which was Hedden. And Hedden is not a common name. And um, I had a lot of people reaching out to me saying, hey, are we related? Are we just, you know, are we all connected? Are we, you know, and I believe that's how it started um, back then uh, with Facebook. And um, and it's been going on every, every, almost every day since then. Um, I get inboxes from people who want to know if we're connected, how are we connected, you know, and I have built so many family trees on just my dad's side alone. I have about 30 different trees uh, from people who have reached out to me asking, are we connected? And I believe that's how it all started. And then I had coworkers um, at the university where I was working in North Carolina A&T and um, they would see me, you know, on, on break times and things, doing research and all of that. And I believe one of my coworkers asked me, oh, can you help me find my mom's people? You know, because her, mo- her mother was separated from her, her mother and they, she didn't know anything about them. And I was able to uh, do research, uh, you know, about that. And then once the word got out, then all these coworkers started coming, coming and saying, hey, can you help me find? Oh, I want to know. I want to know about my family history. You know, or I have a family member that's been missing for a while. Can you help me track them down? So I get all kinds of requests. I get requests for people who um, were adopted, but they want to know their biological families. Like I said, family members who haven't heard from other family members in a while. and They want me to track them down. It's a little different because it's not my own personal journey, but because the people want to know, that's where the excitement comes in at. Because I learn as I go. And, and, and I, I used to call my coworkers my guinea pigs. I said, I need another guinea pig so I can research their, their history because it gave me so much excitement um, to do it in the evenings when I'm relaxing and, you know, from a, a long day's work and I just want to kick back and relax. And then I just start researching it. And um, a lot of them were really uh, amazed at what I could find and how much I could find. And then they could not, they didn't have anybody who could validate uh, any of the information that I, I was finding, you know. So, you know, it always made me feel good to be able to find stuff that nobody knew, knew anything about. And then, um, you know, just, just to bring a smile, you know, on their faces or to be able to show them a photo of a great, great grandfather, you know, uh, you know, just, just things that they, they didn't know or nobody in their family could tell them, you know. So I, I always, you know, took pleasure in that. And it really brings my heart joy. My last name is Williams. Latricia's last name is Smith. So as you were speaking, you said you have a unique name. Well, our last name is very common. It's like. Right. Right. So I was thinking of a lot of different walls that 
we can run into, especially as mm-hmm. um, African-American blacks or however people categorize. One wall that we can run into is having a basic name. Now, my mom's side of the family, they have a unique name because it's Crook. So that's um, unique. So we were able to go back generations, three generations. What are some other walls that we run into? And how have you overcame those walls, for example, when there's a basic name, when there's travel involved? Because, for example, I'm originally from Mississippi, so I always assume that my family were, I don't want to say imported, but came from Louisiana area, but actually mm-hmm. from North Carolina. And we mm-hmm. traveled down to Mississippi. And I only knew that because we crossed paths with someone on Ancestry.com, and she had been doing research for 30-something years, and we were distant okay. cousins. So what walls have you ran into? What resources do you go to? The lady that I spoke with, and I've been living in North Carolina for since 2002, and I didn't even know that you could go to, I think she said she went to Duke to do research. I didn't even know you could go there. So what mm-hmm. can you go and do research besides Ancestry.com? Um, there are a lot of places you can go. Sometimes the local library uh, where your people were from, um, you can go to the library and gather information. You can go to historical societies in those areas uh, where, they, where they once lived. Some historians know the names. They know the family's history. And so it's good to sit down and talk with them. Um, you can go to Register of Deeds offices, courthouses. I mean, there, there's a slew of information out there. It, it just takes a lot of legwork to run around uh, from agency, departments, you know, gathering information. Um, you can go to the, the land deeds office, or if they owned any land, that's where you would find that. Um, anybody who has passed away and they, and they left a will behind, you can go research that. Um, I did a lot of my research before before everything became World Wide Web uh, and before I was able to be able to drive to North Carolina, I did a lot of research with the um, Latter-day Saints churches uh, in New York. I would visit different locations uh, because they're the ones who spearheaded um, all of this gathering of information and, and making it digital so they can put it online for us so it'll be easier for us to do research. They're the ones who spearheaded this this concept. And I used to go and sit in their um, research room and just sit there and go through documents and listings. Uh, they had some stuff on the computer back then. We're talking about 30 years ago, if not more. Uh, and that's where I used to start doing research, seeing if I can find not too much on African-Americans back then. They didn't have too much information on African-Americans in their databases and and things uh, with the Latter-day Saints. Um, But as the years, you know, as the years went on, then they started gathering more information and putting all information uh, in the databases. I also spent a lot of time at the New York Public Library in New York City, uh, just taking the bus and the train all the way down there just to sit there and do research all day. But I would find a lot of information, a lot of information. Um, you can go to courthouses. I mean, there's just a, there's, there's just a lot out there. There's a lot out there that you can uh, research. Um, there are people who, um, there might be people in the town who still knows your, your people, your ancestors. 
and it's you know good to sit down with them and talk. And I have done that, talk to older um, residents of the area, and they were able to tell me things about my my uh, ancestors that had passed away at that time. So there, there's a wealth of information out there. You just have to do the footwork. It's not always easy to go running around from place to place because it takes a lot of time, and you and you really need to know um, exactly what you're going there to research. When you say it takes a lot of time, about how much time does it take to just really get a sufficient amount of information for your family history? Is it years, months, weeks, days? Um, Just to start out? No, from beginning to completion where you say, I I believe I've gathered enough. Or is there ever a time where you've gathered enough? I don't think there's ever a time when you can say you've gathered enough or I'm done. Because like I said, I I find stuff all the time, all the time. They are still uploading um, documents on uh, Ancestry.com. They are still uh, uploading information. So it's never going to stop. It'll never stop. I think I'll be dead and gone by the time the 1950s census comes out. Uh, I'll be dead and gone. But the, um, you know, then the 1950s census is going to come out and people who are less, you know, less kids to research and that information will be available. So you're never really going to stop unless you really want to stop. Does it take weeks, months, years, days? About how long does it take to get a good amount of research in your family history? Well, you can get a good amount if you would just sit down and talk to the elders of your family. Uh, That's how I started. I sat down and talked to great aunts, aunts, uncles. I talked to the older generations, the oldest living people at that time. And that's how I was able to gather a lot of information. And, and it'll take a little time to, you know, sit down and gather that information. And then uh, once you gather that, you don't know there's going to be empty places. You know, uh, you got to fill in birthdays, places that they were uh, born. It all depends on how much you want to research, how much information do you want to know. Um, like I said, talking to elders, you can get a lot of information talking to the older people in your family sometimes, not all the time, but most of the time you can get a lot of information from them, but they may not remember dates and places. Um, and then that's when you're going to have to sit down, find another resource to fill in those blanks. So it could take a few hours, a few days, months, years. It all depends on how much information you want or how deep you want to go. You know, some people try to research back to Africa. Can I research my, you know, my roots back to Africa? That might take some time because you would have to go to different agencies uh, within the cities where they live and trace them. See if you can find documents. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Who Do You Think You Are and um, the show by Louis Gates, uh, Louis Henry Gates. Now, they spend a lot of time researching in those big, huge books that they have to pull out and look for those people's names and, lo- and large lists. And all of that stuff right now is not digitized. So it's a, it's a manual thing. You have to sit there and go through all of those documents and books and look for information. So for everybody, it's different. You know, it all depends on how, how deep you want to go and how, and how far back you want to go. Are there things people should be aware of before they begin research? Well, I would say, you know, don't get your hopes up too high. 
Um, the expectation, you know, might not be where you expect it to be. Um, and I say that because as you're researching going backwards, you know, we all know the history uh, of America and the history of African-Americans. And as you research going backwards, um, you'll find out that you're going to hit brick wall, you know, but don't get discouraged. Don't give up. You know, there is ways to get uh, beyond those brick walls. You know, just going to take a, a little bit more digging or, or the help of a, a, a genealogy professional, you know, who has the, um, the background and how to dig up that information. But it's going to be some things there where it, it, it becomes frustrating. It becomes discouraging, you know, going back past uh, 1870 is the hardest part um, because uh, African-Americans or Black Americans were not listed on any documents, any census records, I'm going to say census records, until 1870. And that was only after slavery slavery was uh, abolished. So finding ancestors histories beyond 1870 could be a little tricky. Some people can go back and some cannot. Um, But don't, you know, like I said, don't get discouraged because as slaves, they were not listed by name. So your trail could stop right there. But like I said, there are other documents that could be wills that the uh, slave owner left behind and maybe your ancestor was listed in that will. The digging, you have to, you know, do the digging. It, sometimes it takes a little uh, more effort to dig for that information, if, you know, if you really want to know it. But those are some of the roadblocks that I came across. For most African-Americans or Black Americans, I find that you can't go back further than 1820. It's the cap. It's usually the cap, about 1820. And that would be the oldest ancestor that you could go back and find. And it stops there. Yeah, that can be kind of um, mm-hmm. disheartening. And I guess sometimes it makes us feel as if we don't have a strong sense of identity. Because mm-hmm. I know I hear mm-hmm. some of my coworkers who would say, oh, my family can trace back to 1600 mm-hmm. when we came here. And it's like the farthest my family could go back to, I want to say it's 1880. Mm-hmm, around mm-hmm. 1860, 1870, somewhere around there. And that's mm-hmm. how it was a census. Right, yep. right. So I think that's the farthest we can go back. Yeah, I think this is a very important episode. Yeah. So we can still have hope in um, knowing that we can go back farther. And that doesn't define us totally. That doesn't define doesn't. us totally. So I have a question that can shift mm-hmm. a little bit. What was the most memorable story you have? Like, for example, did you ever start looking at somebody's history and learn that, for example, that that their family was free in the late 1800s or that their family bought their freedom or they had a statue or anything? Like, for example, it was so amazing. We always do this segment called Good News. And I remember when we did the Good News and... Michelle Obama's grandma was from South Carolina and they they have a statue mm-hmm. with her or a plaque about her now. Mm-hmm. That's amazing mm-hmm. now that you know who would have ever dreamed that she would one day be the first lady of America. So 
What All what right. was the most memorable story hat that you've come up with? Well, let's see. Uh, I had one coworker. I did his uh, research and, and traced his lineage back to Pocahontas. And Pocahontas was an Indian. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty exciting. Um, I've had others that uh, trace back. I have uh, one head and family tree that I was working on traced back to Abraham Lincoln. And the land where Bennett College sits today was owned by a daughter that he had by his mate. And she owned that land where Bennett College sits and she sold it to them. I I believe it was for a dollar. I think she sold them all that land for a dollar so that they can build Bennett College. So there are things that, you know, I have found um, nothing super exciting, like being related to any president or anything like that. But, uh, you know, just little things here and there. I mean, but I think that's too. exciting to be related to Pocahontas, but Pocahontas, didn't she end up going to England? I don't remember the whole story about Pocahontas, but he was kind of excited to know yeah, that's kind <laughs> that of he was exciting. related to Pocahontas. Yeah. Yeah, I believe she went to England. Yeah. Latricia, do you have anything to add about genealogy or why do you think it's so important? Or do you think it's important at all? I think it's very important to be able to research your history and and find out who you are. And especially, I think, during these times with these conversations about reparations, even if reparations is just a pipe dream, there's going to be some type of history that people have to know in order to be able to get reparations. So I think it's important for that. And also just listening to all the things that Yolanda is saying, it's important mm-hmm. for you to know who you are, maybe to know if there's anything out there that belongs to you. Like, are you a part of a royal family or do you have some inheritance right. that you right. didn't receive? Are your right. people kings and queens in the motherland? Like, there are so many things that you can <laughs> find out about yourself. And also, yep. I guess there's also yep. bad things, too. Was my your great great grandfather uh Murderer, right, like, right, right, and you're not going to always find good things, you know, um, and I always tell people, you know, don't be upset to find out something negative. People always want to find out good things. I said, but don't, you know, don't get upset if I find something that's not so good. And I have found stuff that wasn't so good in some people's uh, family histories, and they, they wasn't even aware of it. But as they looked over their lives, they said, oh, this is why this one did this. And this is why this one ended up here. And this one ended up there because that great grandfather did this. That great grandfather. So you'll be surprised what follows you in family lines, uh, which they call like genia- uh, like a, a generational thing. It follows you. I have seen people who studied their family histories only to find out that their ancestors are doing the same exact thing they're doing today. And it's amazing, amazing, you know, how a person can be attracted to an instrument or attracted to music or attracted to politics, you know, just things like that. And then find out your relative was doing these things. Your relative was in this stuff. I mean, it's, it's really intriguing um, to see how things uh, follow family. They follow the family bloodline. That's basically, basically what it does. It follows you through your blood, through the bloodline. So I say it's very important to know your roots, to know where you came from, because it'll 
it'll help to propel you into where you need to be. You know, some people only, you know, know the environment they live, they grew up in, but they didn't know that their grandfather was, you know, he held an office in the city or he, you know, he was an advocate for, for this or advocate for that. Just to look beyond, you know, especially if you, if you grew up in an area that's not, you know, you're not too proud about growing up in like most of, and I grew up in the project. I grew up in the projects and, and I'm not going to say that it was all bad, you know, but I, but I have a great, great grandfather who owned his own businesses. He owned businesses. He, he was a farmer. Um, he, he broke horses, you know, so, and he made his own hair products for his children. So by me finding out that, that entrepreneurial background that he had, then that explained why all these headings that I'm finding, um, as, as, as long as I've been on Facebook, they're all entrepreneurs. They write books. They wrote music. Um, I mean, it's just amazing how they all ha- we all have minds that think alike, you know, just business-minded. So we get all of that from our ancestors. They were business-minded people, you know. So it's very important to know. Those are very important things to know. Some people might say, oh, it's not important for me to know who my family was. I don't care about family. You know, so you will find people that just don't care about family. They don't care. They have their little group and that's it. And that's who they're going to know when they were born, when they die. That's the only family they want to know. And that's it. One of the other things that come to mind for me when you said that was medical mm-hmm. history. Like Sometimes people have right. medical conditions that they don't understand. And it may be because of something in their past. So right. I think right. that's also an important reason. And with everything that's going on right now in this country, as far as race is concerned, um, and I see now more people are leaning towards researching um, their histories, finding out DNA, um, and, and being surprised, you know, that you, the people you're fighting against, fighting against uh, people who are, who are actually your cousins. And, and when you find all of this stuff out, you know, maybe it, it'll stop one day. But right now, people are very intrigued to know. You know, their their backgrounds, you know, they're doing the DNA test. And I mean, that has really boomed past few years. That has really boomed doing DNA tests, finding out how you're connected, who you're connected to. And also, like you said, uh, with the DNA, um, I think 23andMe takes it a step further and they and they research your, your health history. Uh, and then that you can also find out what runs through my family line. What do I need to be concerned about? Is it heart failure, hype, you know, hypertension, strokes, uh, things like that? Um, and you can also find those things on death certificates. Yes, I think it's very important to know about your genetics because, for example, my dad is, um, what is it called, hemophiliac? So that's important to know. I mean, I know my dad, but what if that's a trait that can pass down to my children. So that's very important to know that 23 and me and other genetic tests are doing it. I'm so glad that you let us know that. Thank you so much, Miss Yolanda, for coming to the show. If you would like to stay connected to Miss Yolanda, you can visit her on her Facebook page, Connect Me to My Roots. And her email is connect me to the number two. My roots at yahoo.com. 
All right, Latricia, we have learned so much about genealogy. Um, so many tips that I didn't even think of. So what's our principal challenge? Principal challenge. Live them out. Our principal challenge for today is to speak with your oldest living relatives, get information about your family, record this information and keep it somewhere safe so you can pass it on to the next generation. Sounds good to me. For our next section, open your heart, ears, and mind as we spread the good news. Not rumors, not rubbish. Living the principles, we spread the good news. The BWHI Black Women's Health Imperative state that both genetics and socioeconomic reasons may play a role in worsened clinical outcomes for women of color compared with those of other races. However, the gap in that statistic is closing because researchers are learning more about breast cancer in women of color. Alzheimer's disease impacts more than 6 million Americans and a disproportionate number are Black Americans. When it comes to Alzheimer's, Black Americans are facing this sort of trifecta of adversity. First, they're more likely than white Americans to get Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia. Second, if they do get it, they're more likely to have trouble accessing quality care. And third, scientists still know very little about how Alzheimer's may differ in people with African ancestry. However, the National Institute on Aging, which is part of the National Institute of Health, has made diversifying Alzheimer's research a priority in funds to make an impact in this area. Edward Langley Proctor III, father, worked on Apollo 11 in Guam. His sister is a science educator and geologist. His great-great-grandfather fought in the Civil War and was an abolitionist. His great-great-great-grandfather helped build one of the earliest black communities in Vermont on Lincoln Hill Road in Hinesburg. He currently works in the IT field in Australia. He learned of his great-great-great-grandfather when a historian came across the information. He is proud to come across generations of difference makers. This is our good news, all based on genetics. That is our good news for today. <laughs> Latricia, our soul snack for today. What is it? Our soul snack for today comes from an African proverb, and it says, a family tie is like a tree. It can bend, but it cannot break. That's our show for today. Until next time, expand your minds and impact your communities. Thanks for listening to 
Living the Principles podcast. Be sure to visit us at livingtheprinciples365.com to access the show and join in on the conversations.